This Irish Man Stands with America. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Me, 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 me. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear America. Happy birthday to you. Now, in case you're wondering, what have I just tuned into? You know, if I had a producer in my ear, the producer would be saying, John, they they come for the accent, not for the singing, because that sucked. And in case you're wondering, but John, it's Tuesday. It's July 2nd. Why are you singing happy birthday? Because... If you read your history, and you read enough about your founding fathers, you would actually know that today, according to some, including John Adams, today is actually Independence Day. So, yay! Happy Independence Day! What do I mean by this? Well, yesterday we finished up on our special for the Declaration of Independence, where we laid the seeds of your foundation. We laid the seeds of revolution, of why there was a lot of angst, a lot of anger, a lot of upset about what the way the British were treating you. And today we actually start talking about the Declaration of Independence because everyone will celebrate it on July 4th. But July 2nd arguably is the day we all should be celebrating. Why do I say that? Because July 2nd in Philadelphia... 12 of the 13 states, New York was the one who didn't vote. They abstained because the people there did not have permission to vote. Voted to be independent from Great Britain. If you read a letter, there's a great letter if you want to Google it. It's John Adams writing a letter to his wife, Abigail. And he actually made a prediction that July 2nd would be the day that they'd celebrate. And I quote from his letter. The second day of July 1776 will be the most memorable epoch in the history of America. I am apt to believe that it will be celebrated by succeeding generations as the great anniversary festival. It ought to be commemorated as the day of deliverance by solemn acts of devotion to God Almighty. It ought to be sodomized by pomp and parade with shrews, games, sports, guns, bells, bonfires, and illuminations from one end of this continent to the other from this time forward forevermore. You see, it was actually the July 2nd that you declared your independence. The reason you celebrate July 4th was because what happened was Prior to July 2nd, there was a team of five men put together. Thomas Jefferson, Ben Franklin, John Adams, Robert Livingston, and Roger Roger Sherman. And they were all put together as a group to write the Declaration of Independence. But for many different reasons, the large chunk of the Declaration of Independence was written by Thomas Jefferson. He was seen as a great writer as more talented maybe than the others. He had written the Virginia Constitution, for example. So it was largely Jefferson's pen that wrote a large chunk of what you read in the Declaration of Independence. So they fast forward to July 2nd, they all come together and they vote to be independent, to to set up this Charter of Liberties. It was July 4th 
after they had voted to, you know, in declare their independence from Britain, that the final text was approved because there was a lot in there that they did not want to put in. One of them was the right of where they talk about the the king been, you know, forcing the slave trade and slavery been bad. They actually took out quite a few words. They reduced it by a quarter. So on July 4th was the final text when it was approved. It wasn't signed, though, till August 2nd. If you want to look at some of the sources that went into the Declaration of Independence, you'll find them in the Virginia Constitution, which was obviously written by Thomas Jefferson, the Virginia Declaration of Rights, which is written by George Mason. There's also words from John Locke in there, and there's obviously, obviously heavily scriptural tones in there as well. But here's the thing that you need to know that I believe it's it's critical. You see, I believe your founding fathers were different to a lot of other people. I believe the Declaration of Independence is what makes you exceptional from day one. It puts you on a different course. Because I want to prove to you today where I get this opinion from, to hopefully that you will share it with me. You see, the idea of the American Revolution was different. If you just think of, hey, we're in America, we had this revolution, we're automatically exceptional, I'd ask you, how does that make you exceptional? The fact you had a revolution? Well, if you listen and you read enough of history, and this is obviously a very hard number to prove because history books aren't always the most consistent, especially far back in time, but there have been at least 645 revolutions in the history of the world. The first revolution that we can find, or that I can find through my research, went all the way back to 2730 BC of the Second Dynasty of Egypt. Now, maybe there was a revolution before that, but just history hasn't accounted for it. There's 645 revolutions in the history of the world. In fact, there's quite a lot of them going on over the last few years. You know, you look at the likes of Sudan, you look at Syria, you look at Lebanon, you look at Kurdistan, you look at Turkey, you look at Tunisia, you look at Niger, you look at Iraq, you look at Libya, you look at Ukraine, you look at Venezuela. There's 12 revolutions right now that have happened in the last couple of years. They obviously have different tones and they're against different things. And, you know, some are more violent than others. But, you know, they all meet by some broad definition of revolution. So why was America's revolution different? Well, I'm going to do my best over the next few minutes to prove it to you. You see, for me, it's all about the Declaration of Independence. Because the Declaration of Independence does certain things that no other revolution spoke about. You know, if you look at maybe like the Irish Revolution, where it was against Britain as well. The Irish Revolution was about home rule. It wasn't about freedom or liberty and tyranny. It was the fact that they said, you know what? We as Irish people do not want to be ruled by British person. This idea that, hey, you're British and you're, uh, I'm Irish, the fact you think that you have anything in common with me and therefore can tell me what to do is wrong. I want to be ruled by an Irish person. If you look at the revolution and you read some of the Declaration of Independence from other countries around the world, you'll find certain tones in them that it's heavily mentioned, hey, we have this oppressor, this tyrant, this dictator of this country or this person within our country, and we want to be free from them. And the whole conflict is about freedom from that person or from that country. If you read the Declaration of Independence, let me give you some facts about the Declaration of Independence. 
The Declaration of Independence from the start to the finish without the signatures is 1,338 words long. You have to get to word 357 before you even find one issue with the king. The One of the reasons I have always admired, and I think it is a very American thing, and it's sadly become a you know, hasn't become common in modern day politics. But one of the reasons I first fell in love with the Declaration of Independence was your founding fathers, before they said what they were against, they said what they were for. You know, in a world today where there's study after study after study, where people will go onto websites and read news, and what they'll do is they'll read the title and go, hey, I want to click on that, and then they'll read the opening paragraph, if you're lucky, the second paragraph, and go well, all the way down to the end to the conclusion, and we'll leave out the middle part. If the people followed that sort of logic and that way of thinking and that way of reading, you'd miss everything that they had issues with the king. You wouldn't read the the 27 issues with the king. All you'd read is what you were for and what you're going to do to fix it. Your founding fathers laid out before they had issues, and they had a lot of issues with the king. Yesterday, we discussed some of them, some of the more famous battles that you had with them. But your founding father said, you know what we're going to do? We are going to say exactly what we are for. You see this with all men being created equal. You see this with that you have certain rights from your creator. You see this from you have a right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. You see, the reason I believe your revolution and your declaration of independence puts you on a course to be exceptional, to put you on a course to be unique from every other nation was because the who was the revolution against? Let me read you something that John Adams once said. What do we mean by the revolution? The war? That was no part of the revolution. It was only an effect and a consequence of it. The revolution was in the hearts and minds of people before a drop of blood was shed. You see, one of the reasons your founding fathers were exceptional was because you had such a long list of issues with the king. But you also had, because your system of government, because your founding fathers came from the settlers, a different way of life. You had people who escaped Britain in the 1600s, who went on the Mayflower, who were escaping religious persecution, who were running away from that type of tyranny. And your pulpit was absolutely key. Your pulpit was on fire. Your pulpit was on fire talking about principles. How do I know this is true? Your Declaration of Independence. Think of how much courage and how much confidence it would have taken anyone to write this. We hold these truths to be self-evident. Who would have the confidence to say something today and be accurate that these are what we hold self-evident today? Honest question, what do we hold self-evident today? Do we even hold that all men are created equal today? Look at what you see in your politics from both sides. Who talks about all men being created equal? Or is one set of people better and more noble than the other? Who talks about life being a precious gift? That everyone has a right to life? Who has the right to liberty? Or is it all about, hey, guess what? My side can do a certain amount of tyranny and your side is bad for doing it. The American Revolution was fought in hearts and minds before the Declaration of Independence was even fought because they spoke 
about principles. Your pulpit was on fire. You want another proof that I know your revolution was different? Because if you read the Declaration of Independence, you will read 1,338 words. You will find king once, prince once, and British twice. But you will find references to a higher power four times. You see, it wasn't just against the British. Even if you read the the word I can never say, the usurpations against the king. Yeah, I know I butcher. I'm I'm just I'm a butcher of words. He never speaks about the king. It's he has refused his assent to laws. He has forbidden his governors to pass laws. He has refused to pass other laws for the accommodation of larger districts of people. It's all about he. Now, is it possible to say they just didn't want to put king in all the time? Sure. But if you read the layout of the document, it's pretty clear to me as someone who's reading it that it wasn't against the king. It was against anyone doing these, that anyone having these issues, anyone acting this way is acting like a tyrant and should be stopped. Your declaration of independence wasn't a declaration of war. It wasn't a revolution of, hey, it's the American colonists versus the British Redcoats or the Hessians or the Great British people. It was a revolution where it changed man relationship with man and man's relationship with government. That is why your revolution was unique. Because your founding fathers spoke about what they were for. I'll also give you an interesting fact for you to share. Remember earlier on I said there was a five-man committee set up to write the Declaration of Independence? Thomas Jefferson, Ben Franklin, John Adams, Robert Livingston, and Roger Sherman? To show you how much uncertainty there was, there was still a large, even at the writing of the Declaration of Independence, there was still a large chunk of people who weren't comfortable declaring their independence from Britain. They didn't feel it was time. They said they still wanted to, you know, negotiate. If we can just get their attention, we don't want to be independent. We want to be part of Britain, but we just want better treatment. Well, one of the people in that group, Robert Livingston, did not sign the Declaration of Independence. There was a great angst at the time, but the founding fathers still pursued on. And my God, how thankful we all should be that they charted that course. That they charted a course which led a long period of time in 1787 to the Constitution. And then 1791 to the Bill of Rights. You do not have the Constitution. You do not have the Bill of Rights without the Declaration of Independence. Because if you read all those three documents, you will see a current tone through all of them. That is why you are not an exceptional nation without the Declaration of Independence. If you have a different opinion, hey, find me on social media. I'm on Twitter, Freedom Disciple. I'm on Facebook, Jonathan Dunn 58 Let me know. But this is the foundational stone. This is the cornerstone your nation is built on. It wasn't about the British. It wasn't about some war. It was about declaring your independence, man's relationship with man, and man's relationship with government, and man's relationship with a creator, that we all have these rights. That is one of the reasons, many, many reasons, you are an exceptional nation. Tomorrow, we are going to discuss the actual principles that your founding father said you were for. We're going to discuss them and say, where do you see these today? Because I believe 
And this is one of the reasons I'm doing this serial. I believe that we need to start looking back. I believe we need to start looking back to the foundations. Why was America exceptional? Why was America unique? And I believe I have a large role to play in that because I'm an outsider looking in. I'm not some American going, hey, 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 this is why we're great. (laughs) No, I'm an outsider looking. This is why you're exceptional. This is why I love you. This is why you've inspired me. And then by looking back, we can look forward to a brighter and more prosperous tomorrow. Because until we get those principles in check, until we get those values back, I don't see how this world can survive or can prosper. I think there's a reason you're seeing tyranny grow around the world. You're seeing it in China. You're seeing it in Russia. You're seeing it in Iran. You're seeing it in the Middle East. You're seeing tyranny become more brazen, become more popular. Their only answer in my book, and again, I might be wrong. This is just one man's opinion. But the only way we solve this is through nature's law and nature's God. And we're going to discuss that tomorrow at 12 noon Eastern. Please subscribe. We're on every major platform. It's free. It's ad-free. It's commercial-free. We're on SoundCloud. We're on iTunes. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on Google Play. We're on OmniFN. We're on Spotify. We're on CastBox. You name it, where you can search for podcasts. Look for Freedom's Disciple. Subscribe. If you listen on iTunes, leave us a rating and review. And we'll be back tomorrow, Wednesday at 12 noon Eastern, with Nature's Law and Nature's God. Freedom versus freebies. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network.